Hey, legends, you know, none of our interviews or episodes ever date, ever. They are all timeless and ready for you for when you're ready to listen. Download the lot and rip in. Having a bet on the footy this week? Top this. Top Sport have hundreds of markets to choose from across the AFL, NRL and rugby. So whether you're into the big goals or the big hits, there's something for everyone. And Top Sport will let you on for plenty. Top that. Download the app today and bet on your game your way. If you want to get the top odds every time, bet with Top Sport. Visit topsport.com.au. Top Sport. Feel the excitement. Gamble responsibly. It's grand final week, it's a special week on Unfiltered as we wind back the clock and speak to 12 superstars of the game to get their memories, both good and bad, of Rugby League's greatest day. Three episodes of Timeless Chat for you, enjoy. Let's start with a multi-time Premiership winner and coach of the Brisbane Broncos, the great Kevy Walters. You and Alfie used to terrorise Wayne Bennett regularly and constantly what's the best one what's what, what's the best get well there's been there's so many through uh the playing career but one of my favorites comes up uh in 2015 at the nrl grand final uh, broncos against cowboys i'm the assistant coach at the broncos alfie is the trainer uh sending the messages out to the players kyle felt scores in the corner uh to level the game oh well Two, to level the game, yes. And uh, Thurston is lining up the kick to to win the game. This is in the yeah. in the eightieth minute of the twenty fifteen grand final. Thurston is lining up the kick, and he kicks it, and it hits the. Well, before he's lining up the kick, he took it an eternity. Yeah, and they were Al- getting people back from him. Yeah, on the sideline. and and Alfie happened to be about three or four meters from Thurston because the kick was right on the sideline. And he yelled out to Thurston, hey, Thurston, a thousand, you miss it, a thousand, I've got a thousand, you'll miss it. And you could see on the – no one else could hear it, but you could see Thurston on the television now and look back on – he looks out the corner of his eye and he sees Alf and he starts laughing, you know. thousand bucks, you know, that squeaky little voice, yeah. that jockey voice that Alf's got. So anyway, Thurston must have taken the money because Thurston the, – the, Kicks hit the upright and missed, yeah, yeah. and I've gone in the box. I'm up in the coach. He, yes, Wayne. I said he missed it. You, you tri-. I think I woke him up. I think he was half asleep, Wayne. He said, "What do you mean? What are you talking about?" I said, "Thurston's just missed the kick." He said, "He hasn't kicked it yet." Wayne was looking at the monitor, not not at the actual live pictures. So you know, in, in a television, in the com, there's a delay. There's a delay, like a six or seven second delay, and then. Just as soon as I said that, Wayne's got, oh, Mr. Kim, we're still in this too you know. I was yes, Wayne, not you're with us. Good work, good work, Wayne. Anyway, the rest is history with, you know, the kickoff and then Thurston kicks the field goal. Ben Hunt uh, drops it and then, um, unfortunately, and then um, Thurston kicks the field goal to win it. So after the game, Ben Hunt's in tears, yeah. you know, uh, absolutely distraught. And we had a lot, a lot of things we planned on that night after we won, but we didn't win, so the – Mood in the dressing room was very sombre. And I watched Wayne. He walked over. Ben Hunt was still sort of crying. He walked over to him. So I walked over to hear what he was going to say to him. And he said, Ben, he said, you need to stop your crying. It's good to hear someone else crying than not myself, Andy. That What you did out there, we we didn't lose that game on what you did. We yeah. had 83 minutes to win that game and we weren't good enough. So enough of the tears. Yeah. If this is the worst thing that happens to you, your life's going to be okay. So, yep. Ben, I thought that was great advice and Ben Hunt's – 
tears sort of dried up and then we got on with the night. It wasn't a, a huge night but we did have a few drinks and the next day we're getting on the plane to come back to Brisbane uh, and Alf's at the front of the plane handing out the forexes, you know, to all the players as they got on and Anthony Milford got on, he handed him a beer and then behind Anthony was uh, Ben Hunt and Alf's done the old drop the, the beer can on him and Ben Hunt, oh, he's got, oh, Alf, he said, that's twice in two days, you dickhead. <laughs> Get on the plane. And what what Ben Hunt started doing again? He started bloody crying again. So all the nice work that Wayne had created through the evening, you know, to, to dry the tears up, Alfie eroded it in one small moment. That was Alfie trying to make light of a mm. of, of a of a situation. So yeah, that was that was that was quite a funny day. The date is Sunday the 5th of October 2003, the venue Sydney Olympic Stadium. The event, the NRL Grand Final between the Sydney Roosters and the Penrith Panthers in front of 81,166 fans. Meatloaf, the Hoodoo Gurus, Kelly Clarkson and Troy Cassadaly with a pre-game entertainment. It was first versus second. The Panthers were the minor premiers and confident. It was a side coached by Johnny Lane, captained by Craig Gower that included some old hardheads, but some young, exciting and excitable kids. Our look at the game is through the eyes of the good-looking young lightweight winger from Penrith, Luke Lewis, as a pup. Louis, who kept you kids calm in the lead-up? <laughs> oh, mate, that's a, that's a great way to say it. Like, look, Preston Campbell was awesome. But in yeah. saying that, everyone was so relaxed. Um, I think Johnny Lang done a great job with us. I really do. Like, um, I made those opportunities where we could have went and stayed in the city the night before. Uh, he just said, look, I don't want to change too many things. I keep it pretty lighthearted during the week and uh, just go and sleep in your own bed. We'll catch the bus out and we'll get the job done on, on the uh, Sunday. So uh, we did that and, mate, Preston, you know, was – Playing the old, you know, don't look at the uh, the circle sort of game, and everyone was just sort of having a bit of a dance. We had our captain who, um, and Craig Gow, who was just laying in the in the change rooms asleep, fifteen minutes before warm up. Uh, everyone was just super relaxed. You had Tony Pulitzer and and Joe Nullaby, the two hair bears, and mate, they were just having a laugh, walking around as if it was a, a Sunday afternoon at Penrith. And mate, we seen it all on the big screen. It actually sort of panned from our video room out into the big screen. And, um, you know, Presto sort of you know mucking around on the camera again, and. And then it goes over the rooster shed, and uh, then you sort of see the rooster sort of you know, heads down, really understand what's on the line, um, and they're going for for two in a row. Mm. Um, so they, they look very nervous. And uh, mate, from there again, it was weird, but something came over me, and I just knew, I just knew we we're going to win. Um, and that was how it sort of all panned out. But our older guys were just so awesome that day; they kept us all relaxed because they looked super relaxed. So us young guys, we just went with the flow. First impressions of running out into the stadium, can you still picture it in your mind? Because you wouldn't have at this stage in your career run out and do anything quite like this before. No, you're right. You're 100% right. I'm glad you actually asked that question because me and Runes the week before, uh, we beat the Warriors at the same stadium. Yeah. Uh, we knew we were going to the grand final. So we played a lot of footy together, me and Luke Rooney. We walked back out in the middle of the stadium and we were talking, going, can you believe that this place will be absolutely packed next week coming to watch us play footy? And uh, mate, we were just sitting there, yeah, mucking around, thinking how good is this. We'll call them tries. A little, you know, I know Runes was going to score a double on the grand final, yeah. but um, yeah, we were mucking around. So we, we always said if you score a try on the grand final, it was worth double. So we'd have a competition between us all and I ended up scoring two. But, um, mate, when we run out, 
unbelievable. You can't even explain it. Like you look around, there's so many Penrith fans. I think, I think everyone was just supporting Penrith. I um, I don't know if anyone actually wanted the Roosters to win that were there, but uh, yeah, what an amazing feeling it was. And never in my wildest dreams I ever uh, think I'd get to do something like that. But mate, it was the it was the dream that I always wanted to do as a kid, especially in that Penrith jersey as a as a Penrith supporter. Amazing day for Luke Rooney, wasn't it? Not one try, but two tries in the big dance. Unbelievable, mate. And the other Luke as well had an absolute blinder and Luke Prittis. So it was, a, it was a day of the Lukes. Yes. Except for me, but I, I got the wind. It was all right. <laughs> mate, the rain started really early. I think it started just after kickoff. It was a battle of defences, and in theory, that probably should have suited the Roosters, perhaps. Yeah, you're 100% right. I remember the kickoff. Uh, it was a, lot, a little bit of a drizzle. They kicked off. It got real deep, and, um, and Tony Plotor picks it up, almost gets driven straight back into the end goal. And we we're half a metre off our, uh, our own line. I thought, oh, we are in for a big night. Um, but you know what? It was uh, it was perfect. We sort of built it up the whole the whole um, semi final series because we got written off so many times during the semis, and everyone's saying, "Oh, look, Penrith, yeah, they've done really well, but their defence is no good." And mm-hmm. yeah, Penrith have got this far. Yeah, they've won the minor premiership, but their defence going to let them down. We took it pretty personal, I think, and I think our older guys sort of set the standards for that. Um, when it come grand final night, we said, "Okay, well, we've got the best." We come up against the best defensive side and, and probably one of the best attacking sides in the squad. Uh, John, Lang, John Lang's message was pretty clear. You know, they, they, they run hard, they tackle hard. We're just going to run harder and tackle harder. So um, that was basically the message we took on and everyone bought into it. Uh, Gal, he executed the game plan and Luke Prittis, um, he was just the best I'd ever seen him play. He was amazing and um, made the rest of his history, I suppose. But again, everything fell into place and it all sort of got built up from the outside pressure and we took it personally. The Scotty Sattler tackle. Amazing. Is there any other word that quite <laughs> describes it? Uh, no, not really. It is amazing. Um, mate, what he did was unbelievable. But I always had a satellite I made his career because yeah. um, I tripped Todd Burns over. He's, he's running up the sideline and, mate, he's got the perfect handle on him. And Sats was probably the unsung hero of our side in 2003. He didn't get as many accolades as he, he probably should have. But, mate, he, I know we see that tackling down in the green final, but what he did for us during the year and how much cleanup work he did during the year, um, he was – Absolutely unbelievable in 2003. And I think all his hard work paid off in that one tackle. And uh, just because all his effort during the year had all been built up for that one particular point in time against the Roosters on that night. So, yeah, it was an amazing uh, tackle. I, I still get the video sent to me uh, now from Sats at least once a month. So, yeah. I, I, I never, ever, ever, ever forget it. Fittler's gone after it. Then he scoops the ball away to Burn. Burn puts on a fan. Then he puts on a sprint. Sattler is chasing. you will ever see in any game. Unbelievable. That's the one. Most people think Sats is a nice, polite guy, and he is, but we love him because he's got so much shit in him. He, in private situations, <laughs> he still talks it up and calls himself Mr. 54th Minute. He loves it. Oh, he's unbelievable, mate. He's, he's dead set. He's, he's a big kid brain. That's why I think I love him. Yeah. Most people look back at that tackle as one of the defining moments. What's your moment in the game that you look back on? Oh, mate, there's a couple of defining moments. I think the Sattler one's pretty hard to go past because, you know, if Todd Burns scores there, uh, who knows where the game goes from there. But, um, yeah, there was so much belief that come out of that tackle that we, we knew we were just going to go on with it. But Luke Pritis come up with a huge play. I remember Craig Yow was saying that um, at the back, he was in perfect position to hit a field goal. Uh, Luke Pritis sort of sold it really well, looked like he was going to go to him. 
And then he just sort of went to the left, done a massive cutout pass. It was a good 20-metre pass. Hits Luke Rennie on the chest. He was sort of flirting with a bit of danger there with Chris Walker, but he just had it down to down to perfection. And that that pass made it that try from yep. Luke Rennie in the corner. Uh, I think that was a huge moment. But, um, mate, there were so many other little moments. There was some scramble defence we'd done on our own line where we just had to hold the roosters out time after time after time in that wet weather. We did that. Um, you know, Craig Gow's kicking game was, was absolutely beautiful that mm. night. He, he just kept putting... You know, that ball was far down the field as he could. Uh, our kick chase was spot on and we just kept defending it. So, I mean, there's probably three or four things that you could probably say that really went our way to, to win in that game. The Penrith Panthers, 18 points to six winners over the Sydney Roosters, claiming their second ever premiership in a game that produced so many of those moments in rugby league that we still look back on fondly all these years later. We're reaching hundreds of thousands of listeners and followers every single week. How would you like your company to be exposed to that audience? We've got all the stats that matter in our updated collaboration and sponsorship proposal. To get your hands on it, head to our website, andyraymondunfiltered.com.au and hit that sponsorship tab. Let's rewind the clock on Andy Raymond Unfiltered. The date, October 4, 2009. The venue, Sydney's Olympic Stadium. And the occasion, the NRL Grand Final between the Melbourne Storm and the Parramatta Eels in front of 82,538 people. We're joined by Parramatta's Tim Manor. And to set the scene here, mate, the start of the year was terrible for you guys. 14th position at the halfway point of the season. But then it all clicked. Yeah, it was um, it was a bit of a surreal ride. I mean, that was my first season in a, in a role. I remember thinking that first half of the year, even though we were losing games, I was just buzzing that I was playing mm. to be in the team and playing in a role. So it was still a great experience for me. And then we went on a ride that just we started winning, and every game was just we built more and more belief in each other, and we used to get to the game so confident. Yep. Um, you know, there'd be music playing, and everyone be you know um, just so sure that we're going to get the result. So. Um, it was a great ride to be on and, you know, to to get so close to four short hurts in hindsight. Um, but at the time, I wasn't, I remember thinking, you know, we'll be back here again next year. And yeah. um, as history has it, we you know it's, it was a long, long time between drinks. We still haven't got back to the big dance yet. You guys qualified eighth. The Storm had qualified fourth. As in most grand final weeks, there is a lot of different stories, including at the Eels, Captain Nathan Kalis had a bad hamstring. He was past fit 24 hours beforehand, but you were almost starting a grand final in your first year. You actually started from the interchange. Yeah, I think the most minutes I had all year was uh, the preliminary final against the Bulldogs out the game before because um, Kalis went down with a, with a torn hammy. Yep. So, you know, I got asked to do a bit more work and I, I love it. And to this day, you know, everyone asked me about my favourite game. That was my favourite game in my career, um, even more than Origin. To wow. be part of that game um, with that atmosphere, I think, I don't know if you were there, but just the yep. way the crowd was split, split in half, um, it was a special night and um, it's definitely one that stands out in my memory. So, yeah, to go into the game all week, unsure if Kalis was going to uh, going to play or not. It was, um, was a bit touch and go, but I'll, I'll be honest, at the time I was hoping he would play because uh, being a young front rower yeah. in a big occasion, you definitely want your, your leader and your, your skipper out there. Melbourne did what Melbourne do. They started well, tries to... Ryan Hoffman and Adam Blair, and they raced to a 10-0 lead. How hard was that watching powerless from the bench? Because you're, you're just sitting there watching this machine in action. 
Yeah, to be honest, most of this, I don't speak about this game very often. Most of it's a bit of a blur, to be honest. I don't remember all the details of how it happened. Um, I just remember we were coming home pretty strong. Yeah. And, and I remember thinking, you know, we've got them. Because I had that same feeling we had the last, you know, 10, 11 weeks where, okay, we were, we, we've got these guys. Yep. And, you know, we just, we just ran out of time. And, um, you know, Melbourne obviously being the classy player, the classy team they are. Um, got the result. Yeah, they are class and always have been. It was the 70th minute of that grand final back in 2009. Joel Reddy scored. Two minutes later, it was the great man, Fui Fui Moi Moi. The difference was down to six. You guys look likely. Did you believe at that time? Uh, yeah, like I said, I was, I was on the mindset that we were going to win this game. We had it. Yeah. Um, I just thought it was only a matter of time before we got the lead. Uh, I saw the one thing I remember is that that call on Billy Slater. He um, was getting up to play the ball and, and drop the ball. And at the time, I thought it was a knock on. I thought, yep. we're, we're going to win here. We're going to score here. Anyway, the ref calls a penalty and they go down the other side of the field, kick a field goal, and it was, that was it, out of reach. And they, they won the game. Young blokes probably don't appreciate the enormity of what they're going through as much as a seasoned veteran. As a first yearer, were you. Uh, were you gripped by grand final week and, and grand final experience or was it just a really cool ride and it was a whole lot of fun? Well, Daniel Anderson was coach and he, um, he'd he been to a few Challenge Cups grand finals. He won three over in England. He got the Warriors to a grand final. He'd been to a few Super League grand finals. So he'd, he was experienced in that kind of occasion. And his tip to us was just to enjoy the week, just enjoy the whole yep. build-up. Um, you know, it doesn't come around very often, so just have fun and enjoy it. And it was, it was great advice because, you know, if you go in there too um, anxious or too nervous, you, you, that week can get away from you without you enjoying it. So I'm glad I got to enjoy it. Um, you know, I remember looking at the senior players like Heimarsh and Kalis and seeing how, um, you know, how much they were gripping onto this occasion, how much they really wanted the result. And I thought, you know, after the game, you know, we'll make grand finals every year. Yeah. It's normal. It's fine. Um, so... Yeah, looking back now, I definitely took it for granted as a kid. I thought um, it was an occasion that would come across a lot more than it did. But uh, unfortunately, yeah, we didn't get back there for the rest of my career. Having a bet on sport this week? Top this. Top Sports Same Game Multi gives you the most competitive multiple for every leg. And with hundreds of markets to choose from across sports and racing, you're sure to find a combination unlike any other. And they'll let you on for plenty. So if you want to get the top odds every time, download the app today and bet your way. Top that. Visit topsport.com.au. Top Sport. Feel the excitement. Gamble responsibly. The Warriors made their first grand final in 2002. Kevin Campion and Stacey Jones were co-captains that year. Campo was dropped on in. What did the day of grand final 02 mean to New Zealand Rugby League? Oh, mate, it was a... it was just a build-up of um, you know they they were uh, they came into the competition in '95 and had so so much uh, non-success, I guess, if you call it that. Yep. Um, I just think it meant everything uh, to New Zealand. They were uh, they were always a poor cousin, um, you know, trying to you know shine above the the union over there. Yeah. And I think they. They they really put themselves on the map uh, in two thousand and one and two thousand and two, um, but you know that two thousand and two grand final was just was unbelievable. You had the whole the whole nation, um, you know, supporting us, and and uh, it was it, it was beautiful. And they the great thing about that particular day on the grand final day they they 
they sang the Australian national anthem and they sang the and, yeah. and the New Zealand national anthem was and it was it was so um, you know so touching. Yeah, it was uh, unbelievable. You guys were minor premiers that year. What was the difference from previous years? Uh, just um, we knew how to win. Yep. Um, that was that was one of the things, um, and we had a um, an aura about us. You know, we weren't. I know a lot of teams didn't like coming over to New Zealand. Yeah. Um, because of the weather, uh, and you know the travel and those types of things. But now they had to deal with a really good side that were going to, you know, if you're off your game, they'll they'll put fifty on you. Um, so it was a really tough um, trip yeah, to do. Unfortunately, you came up against a red hot Roosters side. Their defence that year, and you love the tough stuff. But their defence that year changed the way the game was played. It was rushing, it was brutal, and it was relentless. Yeah, in saying that, I mean, if you look at that grand final, we, you know, it wasn't a, it wasn't until the last probably twenty minutes that they really they really got away from us. They it was three tries in fifteen minutes or something like that. It was, yeah. which sort of blew the score out. I mean, we were leading, um, you know, ten minutes into the first, into the second half, uh, Stacey. Scored a wonderful individual oh, try yeah. that you know goes down in in folklore. Marsh combining with Jones after CU2, you gave them an opportunity. Here's Jones in his space. Jones is inside the ten. Jones scores. New Zealand are level. New Zealand are level. But just have a look at Jones. Dummies to Lauatuti. Steps left. Steps left again. Through the gap. Comes to the fullback Phillips. He's a good defender. Didn't go close to getting him. Avoided the ankle tap from Brad Fittler. He's beaten five or six. Punches the air. And he's ch- a chance for his team to go in front with the conversion. Oh, this is unbelievable. This is one of the best grand final tries you'll ever see. He's beaten five, six, seven players. No one laid a hand on him in the end. We, we were just trying too hard to win that particular. We weren't, you know, we'd lost focus on on our, on our jobs. Individuals lost focus on their jobs. And it goes back to, you know, knowing your job and, and doing that, doing your job on the particular day. And we had had players doing uncharacteristic characteristically um, different things that they'd normally do, like like things like, um, you know, Ali, Ali, wonderful ball player and, and, and beautiful skill, but he was he was trying to uh, um, promote the ball at, on every occasion. Yep. You know, not knowing when to die with it, quick play of the ball. And, um, yeah, look, it's just an opportunity loss. And I, I really, you know, of all the grand finals um, that I played in, um, you know that 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 that's one that I, I really thought we were going to win. That's it for another edition of Andy Raymond Unfiltered. This is what our off season looks like because the footy talk it never stops. Early in the week, we release a podcast titled Debut Day, speaking to current and former players about the first time they stepped foot onto an NRL field. Midweek, it's the best of podcast. Interview highlights with some of the biggest names the game has ever seen. We've got immortals, blokes that should be immortals, test captains, origin superstars, premiership winners, and a whole lot more. These are the best footy stories you will ever hear. Weekends, our Dream Team series continues. We love it, we know you do too, so we get to continue the arguments over who is the best 13 ever. 
This is the only footy podcast that talks with the superstars and not about them every single episode. Free episodes weekly, all off-season. Make sure you come back soon, legends.